Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Thank you for downloading the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. This sermon was called A Heroic Heart and was preached on Mother's Day this year, May 9th of 2021. Of course, we welcome you to visit our church. We're located here at 210 Randolph Road in Kansas City, Missouri, right there pretty much in Clay Como. We, of course, have services for Sunday school that will start at 930 and then regular worship starts at 11. Please come on by and visit us and then talk to us. Let us know that you heard about our services and about our church here on this podcast. But now, without further ado, A Heroic Heart with Pastor Philip Kuntz. Let's all now turn to the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And if you could please stand to honor the reading of his word, it would be appreciated. If you can't, I understand that. The book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 tells us this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God bless and honor the reading of his word. And you may be seated. Once again, I say Happy Mother's Day to all of you. Now, last week, I spoke how some say a hero is perfect. And to some, maybe that's what they think of. The hero is perfect, and the only perfect one we know is Christ. Only Jesus was perfect. But we can allow the hero, which is Christ, to live through us. In that that case, we can have a heroic heart. We can live heroically, and we can have a heroic heart. And that is the title of today's sermon, A Heroic Heart. Now, I'm speaking not just to the women today, but to the men as well. However, I'm speaking mostly to the women today. And you men may say, well, I shouldn't be here. No, we can all learn from women. We can all learn uh, to the message to a woman because I believe that even men should live as women do in the sense that we should live emotionally and we should live because the Holy Spirit is, some would say, would be the one part of the the, uh, Trinity. I would say we should all be emotional. We should all live like a woman to be heroic and have a heroic heart. And we should have a heroic heart. Many women I've known serve God and serve him very, very well. My grandmother, for one, I love my grandmother. I still to this day love my grandma. And I think of her, though she's with the Lord now, and I'll see her again. I love my grandma very, very much so. I oftentimes think of her and the things that she said to me, and I feel like she's with me sometimes. I love her. I have things of hers in my 
office, there's other women as well. Sister Arliss Roberson, who uh, helped me and taught me and helped get me trained to teach children. I love Sister Arliss Roberson, wonderful woman. Dieta Luthi, who played for us uh, on the uh, organ, a wonderful woman. Sister Val Shook, who raised her kids to follow the Lord God. Uh, I love her very much, and she's still with us to this day. She's not in this state, but she's still with us. Sister Jean Brown, who was here at the church and served the Lord God. My Aunt LaDonna served the Lord God. Many women, even here today, serve the Lord God. Some who help clean the church, some who help serve us, who take care of us, who feed us. And I'm proud of those women here today, including Sister Barbara Robertson, who I praise a little bit because she helped serve the Lord for one by taking care of her son. And I'm very proud of her. She's a good mama and I'm proud of her taking care. She's a, a warrior. I would dare say a prayer warrior and heroic heart she does have. So I give you a round of applause. I do. Oh, I do. You can't stop me from that. What are you going to do? Come up here. Stop. You can't do that. And also... My ma, my ma, I'm taking that partially from a cartoon, but my ma, she has a humble, heroic heart, and I'm proud of these women. My ma literally, literally saved my life when I was a baby, literally saved my life a couple years ago when I had nowhere else to go. She literally took me into her home, literally saved my life when I was mentally off my nut, mentally, literally took me in. I would have been dead if it had not been for her. Some of you don't know that. I would have been dead had it not been for my mom. If it had been up to other people, I would have been dead. Literally, she's one of my heroes. My mom, with a heroic heart, took me in and saved my life. And I appreciate that. Yes, yes, I appreciate that. People oftentimes don't look at women as heroes, but they are. You don't have to be Wonder Woman to be a hero. And I'm not asking you to dress like her, but, but I'm saying, I'm saying, that there are heroes in this world that people often don't see because those people don't necessarily praise themselves. And I think once in a while we should give them a hand and say, yes, you are heroic. Just because you're not a superhero and have your own cartoon and toy line, which I could try to do that, but I'm sitting there saying to you that you are heroic. Men and women are heroic. You women who give birth and bring children into the world and keep them alive, you're heroic. For those who serve God, you're heroic. You are heroic. You just don't know that you're heroic, but you allow the hero of Christ to live through your heroic. It says in the Ten Commandments to the children and to all of us to honor your father and your mother, not just the father, but the mother. And it goes on to say, this repeats it several times, but in Deuteronomy 5, 16, it says to honor your father and your mother just as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. He said that to his people so that your days may be prolonged. This doesn't mean that you're going to be promised a long life, but it does mean that if your mother and father raised you correctly following God, that you will most likely live a longer life if you're following the rules of the Lord. That's what it means. But we're to have a heroic heart serving God in this world. It takes a heroic heart to do so, especially nowadays. Because now, those who have a heroic heart, talking about mamas and daddies, you're called an idiot if you have a heroic heart. In fact, you're said that you don't have a heroic heart. If you uh, live for the Lord, you're called a coward. If you have a heroic heart, you're called moronic. If you have a heroic heart living for the Lord, you're called a coward. No, you're not. You're heroic if you stand in the face of the world. You're a hero. You're heroic. I'm talking about because you have the hero of Christ standing in you. You're heroic 
it does take a heroic person. And this is hard for the men who want to live for the Lord God, but it says this, Proverbs 31, 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her worth is far more than rubies. I've been looking for a virtuous woman. So if you want to give her my numbers out there on the sign. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But in reality, it is hard to find virtuous women nowadays. If you're a virtuous woman, God bless you. You who have heroic hearts. It is very difficult. There's some who even call themselves virtuous women. They call themselves ladies. They say ladies night at the bars. I'm not going to even go into the whole bar nonsense because I don't necessarily find there many ladies at bars. But let me just tell you about this. Ladies, the word ladies gets misused. A lady is someone who's very virtuous. There's a lot of people who call themselves ladies who are not. There's a lot of people who call themselves gentlemen who are not. I want to get into the whole thing about the gentleman club. If you're a gentleman, you wouldn't be at that club. Let me just say. But a virtuous woman is hard to find nowadays. What it says in Psalm 127 verse 3, and I say this to you mamas. Look, children are a gift of God. Now I realize that sometimes you question that when your children are acting the muck. I understand that. But it says, look, children are a gift of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is a reward. They are a reward. They truly are. Again, I understand. I really do. I, but they are a reward. They truly are. A heroic heart raises a child in the way of God. Now, I realize, once again, we're in a world where you're told to let your kid just do what they want to do. No, that's stupid. You let them, don't tell them about God. Don't raise them in the way of God because you do that and you're telling them what to do. No, you should raise them in the way of the Lord or you're just telling them to go out there and live stupidly. I mean, look, would you tell a dog to go out there and just go where they want to go? We know what we're talking about. Go where they want to go in the house. No, you tell the dog where to go outside. You do the same with the, with the kid. I'm, by the way, I'm not, I'm not calling your child a dog. They may act like a dog sometimes, but I'm not calling your kid a dog. I'm saying that you train your child, train them. It's amazing to me that the people of the world, they don't mind that you train them um, everything except for the Lord. No, train them what to eat, what is healthy, what is this, what is that, but don't you dare tell them about God. Oh no, why? Because they don't want to feel guilty. That is why, and we know that, we know that. Actually, Proverbs 22 verse six is, probably the most important verse in the world for a parent. And it is this, Proverbs 22, verse six says, train up a child in the way he, or they, or she, whatever, train up a child in the way he should go, should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, what does that mean, pastor? Does that mean if I train him the way he should go, who he should follow the Lord God, that he will always follow God? No, but the way he should go, if you've done your job, his decision or her decision, that's up to them. But you've done your part. You've done the best you can do. If you have done right, and by the way, by actions we are known, be a good example for them. If, if you tell them to follow Jesus and you're going out there and living a sinful, horrible life, well, you know, by your actions you're known. Proof's in the pudding. You've got to do the best you can do. The world's misinformation and misconception about Christian biblical women, this is a big problem we have nowadays. The world has all sorts of misinformation, miscommunication about biblical women, about Christian women. And this is one of the big problems we have nowadays. I'm just gonna go through a few. Now, I didn't come up with all these things. 
I actually went to women online, Christian women, ministers, and other things to try to get help on this. I'm not, I don't know if you know this. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. I'm not a woman. I'm not. Uh, if you thought I was, boy, I got to do something a little different here. But the fact is, I did receive some help. But some of the misinformation, miscommunication that the world has about Christian biblical women is that, number one, women are a doormat. No, they're not. They're not a doormat. Two, they say that godly women are wimpy. Oh, no, they're not. Godly women are not wimpy. They believe that godly women are less than men. They get this. They think that the Bible says that godly women are less than men. I can understand why they think this when they misread or misunderstand because they don't have the Holy Spirit leading them. No, that's not what it says. They think that biblical women are required to throw away all their dreams, to throw away their ambitions. And the Bible doesn't say that. But they misunderstand it. And maybe this is on purpose. Maybe they say this so they don't have to follow the word of God. I don't know. Maybe they think that. It says that biblical women, they believe biblical women are homebodies. Well, you don't have to be a monk or be like that. No, you don't. But they think that biblical women dress old-fashioned, like Little House on the Prairie. No. I know a lot of women don't dress like, in fact, some don't dress old-fashioned enough in some ways. But anyway, uh, biblical women Womanhood is boring, some believe. Some believe that biblical womanhood is about house cleaning. No, no, it's not about that at all. In fact, let's read 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10. In like manner also that woman clothed themselves in modest clothing with decency and self-control, not with braided hair, gold pearls, or expensive clothing. Now, before I, I read verse 10, this is not really talking about what you wear. Even though we should dress modestly, we men too, incidentally. We should dress modestly. We should dress Christianly. We should dress with modest uh, apparel and dressed with modest clothes. You don't have to dress with a tie. I do, but you don't have to. You don't have to come in here dressed with ties and dress like you're going out to supper. You don't have to do that. But I will tell you this, we do need to dress modestly. We don't want to dress like the world and the people of the world. And women should not be dressed like they're on a street corner because there are some Christian women who do so. They dress immoral and that is not how God wants us. However, however, it's not about the apparel that we're wearing trying to look fancy, trying to look fancy and impress everyone either. Uh, there are some women who dress immodest and then they wonder why people think poorly of them well we know why we do partially because they want to they want to be thought of in a sexual manner and then they wonder why people think of them that way you know why you do but it says in verse 10 but with good works which is proper for women professing godliness we need to profess godliness not just women by the way men too you can have nice things but they're not to have you they're not to own you and that goes with all things 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4 says, Do not let your adorning be uh, the outward adorning of the braiding of hair, wearing gold and putting on fine clothing. Again, don't let it own you. It says, But let the hidden nature of the heart, that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of the gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. It is our inward beauty that is supposed to shine. Let it shine outward. It's the inward beauty that's supposed to show to everyone. I've met a lot of pretty girls. They're as ugly as sin. And I met a lot of girls. I'm not going to say they're ugly. That's just not nice. It might be true, but it's not nice. But I've met a lot of girls that aren't the prettiest thing in the world, but yet they're beautiful. Why? Because you can see them. 
you can see their beauty from within. And I think they're beautiful. I think they're very beautiful. But it says this. A lot of people think that we're saying that women are less than men. No, it's not. They get that from 1 Corinthians 11.3 when it says, But I would have you know that the head of the women is the man. And, the, but, and I'll finish that here in just a little bit. I'll come back to that. That's not exactly what it's saying. But if you take half of that verse, okay, I can understand that. I can understand why people think that. We'll get back to that here in just a little bit. You can hang on to that verse for a second. 1 Corinthians 11.3. Very, very important. The last part of this list, the world's misinformation, the world's misinformation, misconception, misconception of Christian biblical women is this. My womanhood is about me. Oh boy, you hear this all the time. Uh, I, it's all about me. Well, first of all, they, it's, it's kind of arrogant. It's about me. I am the star. Well, there's only one I am in the Bible, and it's not you. The I am in the Bible is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord God, not you. I am the star, the hero. No, the hero is Christ who lives through us. Uh, it's human. We're human. That's true. And it's a trick of Satan to make it about self before everything else. The difference between self-respect and arrogance is selfishness. You have self-respect. There's nothing wrong with that. You should have self-respect. You are wonderful people. Women, you are beautiful. You are wonderful. And we're talking about the inside, not necessarily the outside, even though that's true too. But we're talking about the difference between self-respect and selfishness. It says in Proverbs 14:1, every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. There's a big difference between having self-respect and being selfish. And then nowadays, because of the world, a lot of young ladies and women can't see the difference. They don't understand the difference. They think that being arrogant is the way of being a good woman, a virtuous woman. And that's not virtuous. That's not virtuous at all. But in the Bible, there are many heroic hearts, many heroic women. There are some other women that are not heroic, but we won't go into all that. We're just going to go into the heroic women of the Bible. And I'm going to name a few for you because I want to. I want to name these heroic women that we should remember, always remember these heroic women. Deborah, Deborah is a heroic woman. And I love Deborah. I can't wait to meet Deborah. I, you know, I've been getting autographs here lately from different people I've met. And I don't know if I could do this in the Bible, but I'd like to get my picture with her and, and get her autograph. You know, I don't know if God will allow me to do that, but that would be neat, wouldn't it? Go, go around the, the, the heaven and get autograph books. Wouldn't that be neat? But anyway, we'll see if the, God will allow that to happen. But Deborah was the only female judge. She stood strong. Led men that need the courage to follow God. Now you think about that for a second. How many men didn't have courage to follow God, but she stood up and did what needed to be done. That was Deborah. And a lot of these people in the world say, well, the women of the Bible were weak and, and that's what the men wanted you to know. No, 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 no. Deborah had to lead the men because they wouldn't stand up for God like they should. How about Ruth? Ruth stayed with her mother-in-law and had, loved her mother-in-law after her husband died. She loved her and respected her, and she followed God because of what her mother-in-law led her to do. And by doing so, she found a new husband. And because she found a new husband, later on, she would become the great-grandmother of David. This would lead later on to the birth of Jesus, through many, many generations later. Esther followed the Lord God in a foreign land. She was very afraid that this would lead to her death, but instead, she became queen and she was used to save her people, put her life on the line to save her people. This woman had great courage and a heroic heart. 
Hannah was a barren woman, couldn't have any children. She loved the Lord God so much and she had faith in God and she believed and prayed. And because she had great faith, she promised if she would have a child that she would give it back to the Lord and she did. She had a son and her son's name was Samuel. Samuel, the very prophet who was used to not only name the first king of Israel, but also the second king, the king we're talking about, David now. This was Samuel. This was Hannah, who was used of the Lord God. Abigail, who had a wicked husband, a one who hated the Lord and hated David, and was, well, he was a glutton, but he fell over dead at some point, but what was gonna happen was he was gonna be murdered and killed because he was so cruel to David and to the Lord. But she showed her faith to the Lord God, which kept him from being killed. He died himself because of, what, of his gluttony. And in doing so, she later on married David, became one of his wives. Whenever she was a widow, incidentally, know that. Tabitha, I love that name, Tabitha. Isn't that a beautiful name, Tabitha? Tabitha, whose other name I'm not too fond of, but I'll tell you what her other name was, Dorcas. Now, I'll be honest with you, as a kid, every time I heard the name Dorcas, I always thought she was a dork. She wasn't necessarily. Dorcas or Tabitha was a young Christian woman. She was a young Christian woman of great faith who died. And when she died, Peter prayed over her and God brought her back to life and she lived for the Lord God. Anna, a prophetess who saw baby Jesus as she prayed she would, and she praised his name and told all the people around about him. This woman had a great heroic heart. And then of course, Many other women I could tell you about, but only one other that I will. And that is Mary, the mother, chosen of all the women around to bring the Lord and Savior, a woman of heroic heart whose very life was put on the line. She could have easily been killed, but she wasn't because God protected her. And she said this in Luke 1, 46 through 47, or excuse me, for 48. She said, and uh, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowest state of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And she was. And there are many, 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 many others I could name to you. Except to say this, these women had heroic hearts. Many of them would die. But they had heroic hearts. They kept living for the Lord. There were other Marys too who put their lives on the line to serve the Lord God, to serve Jesus Christ. They continue to serve. Remember women, you are godly women. You're godly women who live in a world of tyranny and trickery. It takes a heroic heart to continue to serve the Lord God in this world. And you may think, Pastor, why are you telling me this? Because this makes it scary to live for the Lord. I know it does. I know it does. But you are a woman of a heroic heart. You're going to keep serving the Lord. You're going to keep serving because you would rather be heroic with the heroic heart than to give in to the fear that Satan wants to put on you. You would rather be one who stands up. And I'm not telling you what to think, by the way. I know how you are because you are a Christian soldier. You would, wouldn't you rather stand up strong for the Lord in those moments? Satan's going to throw temptation on you. You're still human. You still have temptations. But I know that you're going to be a woman of a heroic heart than giving in to this world of trickery. Remember what it says in Proverbs 31:30: charm is deceitful. It is. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, 
she shall be praised. And true beauty, as I said before, isn't on the outside alone, but shines from the inside. That's the beauty of purity. That's the beauty of Christ. On our own, we're not pure. We know that. We know that we've given in to desires of the flesh. I know I have. We've given in to the desires of the flesh. I mean, it would be prideful of me if I was to stand up here and say, oh, I've never done it. I've never given in to the desires of the flesh. I've never given in to temptation. I've never done it. That would be a lie. That would be wrong. I would be a liar standing before you now. I'm not going to do that. What I will say to you is this, is the purity of Christ that helps me through the Holy Spirit, helps me to see those things, get rid of those things. But when you are living fully for the Lord Jesus, the purity of Christ can be seen in you. Why do you think Satan so badly attacks? Do we really believe that we're that mighty? No. Do we really believe that we're that great? No. But the purity of Christ is. And people can so often feel it and see it and know it and they want it too. But they just don't know it all the time that that's what they want. 1 Timothy 5.2 says this, and this is so true. Remember this, the elder women as mothers and the younger women as sisters with complete purity. We can be examples for others. But you have the heroic heart. Let that be lived in you. You with a heroic heart, young women, you may say, he's not talking to me. I'm not young. Oh, yes, you are. You are very young. Listen, you're valuable. You're beautiful. And you're created as beloved with Christ in you. And really, this can be said to all of us. Valuable and beautiful, created as beloved with Christ in me. Titus 2, 3 through 5 says this. Likewise, older women should be reverent in behavior. It's very important. Reverent in behavior. And not be false accusers. Not be enslaved to much wine, but teachers of good things that they may teach the young women to love their husbands and love their children and be in self-controlled, pure homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be dishonored. Whoa, 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 whoa. Obedient? Huh? Whoa, what did you say, pastor? Obedient? Are you telling us we must be slaves to the husbands? Eh, that's not what I'm saying. But let's take a look at that because that's always what gets people irked. When you start reading the Bible stuff and they use, use words like obedient, it makes you sound like an old-fashioned jerk. But let me look at these words obedient and see what that really means. We're going to go back to 1 Corinthians 11.3 and see what the word obedient means here. But I would have you know that the head of the woman is the man. The head of every man is Christ. And the head of Christ is God. Men and women. Together, your master is the Lord. Husbands should be deciding to follow him. Some husbands don't because those husbands are ignorant, foolish. And I say this to you at home. If you're a husband and you're not following God, how dare you? You should be ashamed. But that can change even today. That can change. That can change. You can lead your family to follow God today. You can lead your family to follow the Lord God even this day. And I'm not saying this to you to make you feel ashamed of yourself, but showing you what perhaps is wrong with your family. You may not understand why your children are making bad choices. It could very well be because they're watching you or seeing what you're not doing. 
Maybe that's what's wrong. We'll talk more about this close to Father's Day, but I'll tell you this. You want to know why your wife isn't getting everything done right? Maybe it's because you're not helping her. You're supposed to be leading the family to follow God. Maybe you're wanting your wife to do all the work and have her taking the kids and family to church. You're supposed to be the one making the decisions to do so, and she's supposed to follow you as you walk together following Christ. You're supposed to be together. It's like a dance. You take the first step, she dances with you following the Lord God. That's how it's supposed to be. It's not because you're her boss. You're not her boss. God's your boss together. You're getting me started. You're getting me going. The fact of the matter is, God is the boss. God is the boss. And if he's not your boss, we know what the problem is. That's what the problem is. 1 Corinthians 11, 11 through 3. First of all, lead by example. Both husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, lead by example. Don't tell your children to follow God if you're not going to follow God. Don't tell your children not to do things that are wrong. If you're going to do things that are wrong, don't tell your kids not to say bad words. If you're saying bad words, don't tell your kids not to watch things. If you're watching things you shouldn't watch, don't tell your kids not to smoke. If you're smoking, don't tell your kids not to drink. If you're drinking, don't tell your kids not to sleep out of wedlock. If you're sleeping out of wedlock, don't tell your kids not to do immoral things. If you're doing immoral things, don't tell your kids to go to church. If you're not going to church, you don't tell your kids to follow God. If you're not following God, get up and follow God. Husbands and wives, mothers and fathers. Amen. Okay, I'll calm down for just a second. But just a second, I'm back. Okay, here we go. Be obedient, both of you, to the Father God, so that a mother can be a good, obedient mother and a father can be a good, obedient father. 1 Corinthians 11, 11 through 12 goes along with what we just read. What we just read about I would have you know that the head of the woman is the man. You heard about all that and that Christ is ahead of them. Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 11, 11 through 12, same chapter. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, nor the woman without the man in the Lord. Verse 12, for just as the woman came from the man, so the man comes through the woman, but all things from God. Because God is to be the head of the house. God is to be the head of the house. A mother can be the greatest mother in the world when she's following God and the father too. First Peter three through uh, five through seven says, for in this manner, in the old times, the holy women who trusted in God adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. And we now know what that means. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, not capital L like he's God, calling him Lord, you are are her children as long as you write and are not afraid with any terror. That means not being abused. Okay, likewise, you husbands live considerately, listen now, with your wives giving honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, this means physically weaker, not mentally or anything else, since they too are also heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. Together, raise the family to follow God. A mother is a wonderful blessing from God, but together you can follow Christ. Mothers, I tell you this, you are not weaker mentally, spiritually, or any other thing. God loves you very much. It simply means men are made physically strong, but you are made strong in every other way. God loves you so much. And here's the other thing. If a man refuses to follow God, 
This doesn't mean that you give in and don't follow God. This means if he is not willing to follow the Lord, you follow God, no matter what occurs. This doesn't mean you go behind his back, and this doesn't mean that you go against him. This simply means that no matter what he does, you follow the Lord God with all your heart and soul. This doesn't give you an excuse not to follow the Lord. No matter what occurs, each and every one of us are called to follow Christ. We are called to follow Christ and have a heroic heart. No matter what's going on in our state, no matter what's going on in our country, no matter what's going on in this world that we are against, no matter what's going on in our home, we in our hearts are to follow God with our heroic heart, men and women. That is what we are to do. Women of a heroic heart, keep serving the Lord and love your family. Proverbs 31, 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. That's what I love about Mother's Day, that they thank mama for all she's done. The husbands thank their wives for bringing up the family, for doing what is right. I love Mother's Day for that. It should be more than just once a year. Thank the Lord for it. Have a heroic heart. Continue serving God no matter what occurs. It should be every single day of our life. And the last verse I read to you is this. 1 Peter 3, 15. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, but with gentleness and respect. One of the things I love about women so much is how most women know how to do what they need to do with gentleness and respect, compassion, caring. Fact is, I'd rather speak to a woman than a man most of the time because some men come off mean and cruel when I'm having problems and other things. Women usually know how to talk to me and do it with such compassion and kindness. And I love that. I love that. We as Christians need to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us and to us. The reason why the Holy Spirit is called the woman, if you will, of the Trinity is because the Holy Spirit uses compassion and kindness. It's tough when it needs to be like our mamas are. It's also soft and gentle when it needs to be like our mothers are. This is how we as Christians ought to be, knowing when to be tough, and knowing when to be gentle. Toughness doesn't always work. Gentleness doesn't always work. But mamas know how to do both the right way. They know how to use that heroic heart in the right times, at the right moments, the Holy Spirit does too. I dare say, allow the Holy Spirit to work, whether you be a man, whether you be a woman. Let the Holy Spirit come to you to use you and allow you to have a heroic heart. Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, I pray today, Lord God, that we have a heroic heart, that we not be afraid to speak to the people at our workplace, that we not be afraid to speak to the people out in the public, perhaps as people that we know in our families, perhaps as people that we know and see every single day, maybe in our neighborhood, maybe, Lord, it's gonna be people that we haven't even met yet, but I pray, Lord God, that we have a heroic heart, not us, but you through us. And I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that it be the Holy Spirit that does the gentle speaking and even the brave speaking, not because we will be blunt, 
but that you will, Lord, in the moments that need to be said. Lord God, I pray that we will show the compassion that needs to be seen, that they will feel your love. And I thank you for all right now, for all the people watching at home. And I thank you, Lord God, for all the women who are here today. I pray they have the most blessed day and they, they feel your call upon them. In Jesus' most holy and precious name, I do pray these things. Amen.